Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the Totally Useless Information Podcast with Nick and Roy. Listen, laugh, and learn. Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. Today on the show, we will talk about these topics. We'll go back in time with history, sports, geography. We will open up the mailbag and discover some science. So listen, laugh, and learn. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 7. Totally useless information. It's everything you never needed to know. The Totally Useless Information Podcast, hosted by Nick and Roy. Welcome, welcome once again. Thank you all for listening. Tablet, today's history. What happens tomorrow is history. Yeah! And here now, my wonderful co-host, Roy. Okay, so we're doing history, right? Johnny Appleseed. Johnny Appleseed was actually a real person. Mm -hmm. Listen to this. His name was John Chapman, and he planted thousands of apple trees, but not to eat. See, Johnny wanted to to have the trees, but he didn't want the, the fruit was actually too bitter to eat raw. But he didn't make them for that. No, no, no. John, John Chapman planted those trees to make hard cider. He was trying to make alcohol with them. And that's why he planted all of those trees. So you can't eat the, the what he planted, his apple trees, you couldn't eat in the raw. You'd have to put clothes on. Right. <laughs> Which he sometimes he did and sometimes he didn't. And after having a couple of those uh, shots of apple ciders, everyone looks beautiful. Yeah, everybody <laughs> saw his Johnny. I'm the time I'm walking along the street and especially in the summertime and people wear sandals and some Mm. people wear socks with their sandals okay what no no it's not me I've never ever 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 thank god that one year um anyway there's there there's early documentation of of people wearing socks and sandals together it was found in an ancient Roman archaeological site in North Yorkshire, England, the analysis that, that came back remains that a sandal determined that Romans were already doing this, this practice of, of a sandal with socks 2,000 years ago. Well, they're still doing it, Nick. I went to Italy last year. They were all running around with socks and sandals. <laughs> been going on for 2,000 years. So the actual Romano-Egyptian socks were divided at the toe. They were designed this way, and they were designed to be worn with sandals because they were excavated from a burial site in Egypt at the end of the 19th century. So the next time you see someone with socks and sandals, don't make fun of them. They're just part of history. Not only was it a bad thing to do fashionably, they actually made it functionally absurd. (laughs) The American flag. 
that we know today, maybe you don't, Nick, because you're Canadian now, with the 50 stars, was actually designed by a high school student. His name was Bob Heft. And as a project in his history class, he made a rendering of the flag. When President Eisenhower picked it, the teacher actually said, oh, well, that's good. Now I have to change his mark from a B to an A. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. But can wow. you believe the flag that's seen by just about everybody in the world yeah. was made by Bob Heft, a high school student in his history class as a school project. In 1493, Christopher Columbus, when he sailed another one of those uh, journeys, he thought he saw mermaids, right? He said, listen, I think I see the mermaids. But they were not as pretty as they were depicted. For somehow, in the face, when you look at it, they look like men. Mm -mm. But, alas, it's not that he saw mermaids. It's suspected he saw a manatee. Mm -hmm. Do you know in Florida? Do you know yeah. in Florida we have a law on the books that you will go to jail for having sex with a manatee? Because apparently in the 1500s and so on, the sailors would come over and they'd say, hey, I, I haven't gotten it in a while, and they jump in the water and mount the manatee, I guess. I don't know what would possess you to do that, although I have seen some ugly women. But, um, you know, but, but I guess when you're wearing socks and sandals, you jump off the old Italian boat and into the water. <laughs> That's what happened. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Ooh, wow. Well, here's a China fact. Most men that guarded the Great Wall of China were born there into a family of people that guarded the wall. They grew up there. They got married there. They even were buried in the wall when they died. They got no time, no vacations, no leaving the wall. They had to stay there the whole time. Wow. That's insane. Talk about a job for life, right? But now... Yeah. If that wall could only keep in the viruses, we'd all be great. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Of all those people who, who were buried at the wall were Pink Floyd fans. President <laughs> <laughs> William Henry Harrison served the, as the shortest term in U.S. history. He died of a cold, sadly, just two months into his presidency. Doctors gave him traditional treatments for a cold, which included leeches, opium, mm -hmm. and snakeweed, which, according to oh, some yeah. medical experts, contributed to his death. Isn't that what Canada's doing for COVID? Yes, I think so. <laughs> You're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. And both he and I are best friends for over 40 years. You know that if you're a regular listener to the podcast. We're also very athletic. Board. Play ball. Yeah, uh, Nick, Nick's an athletic supporter. That's right. Yes, <laughs> I, do. I do. I contributed to the Canadian Olympic team. Come on, I am an athletic supporter. Speaking of Olympics, uh, the tug of war if from between 1900 and 1920, tug of war was an official Olympic event. The biggest controversy came in 1908 when the Liverpool police, their team, completed, sorry, they competed in, in this uh, tug of war with enormous shoes, so heavy that it was, it took them great effort for them to walk. 
the rules stipulated that you had to use ordinary shoes, but no, the the Liverpool police used these heavy shoes to give them more more you know stability. The Americans protested, but to no avail. U.S. team subsequently withdrew. So in that year, 1908, Liverpool. Where won. I I would assume the U.S. team. It was a dead giveaway by their red noses, but they were like, "What are you clowns doing?" Had <laughs> <laughs> on both of the clown shoes. <laughs> Lappy shoes, yes. <laughs> the gall of them. Yes. I mean, they put on the big shoes, and you knew they were English because when they smiled, they had no teeth. <laughs> <laughs> there goes that, that listener in Edinburgh. Thank you very much. <laughs> that giveaway. When asked, and this is actually a true story, so when asked why he didn't win a gold medal, this is another Olympic one, so that's pretty cool, Nick. Mm-hmm. Norwegian skier... Adbjorn Helen Schmost, okay, which I'm glad he's from Norway because his name is Adbjorn Helen Most. <laughs> he said, this is what he told the reporter who asked him why he didn't win the gold medal because he was a shoe-in. Yes. He said, no, no pun intended with the English, but, right, but yeah. anyway, he said, I didn't win it because, and he said, I didn't win it because... I think I've been watching too much pornography the last 14 days. <laughs> now listen. listen. What? I, I, I actually told this to a reporter. Then I envisioned this Swedish guy named Bjorn watching porno with his skiing goggles on. <laughs> <laughs> Until at, the end of, at the end of the episode, he was finished. Yeah, they were like, "Hey, Bjorn, let go of your stick. The race is over." (laughs) (laughs) The race was over before it even started. Um, So you know, up here in Canada, we love our hockey. We have field hockey, we have ice hockey, of course, and now move over. There's underwater hockey. Yep, also known as octo push. Octo push. What? Octo push. Push. This sport is played worldwide and involves <laughs> two teams. You know, Easy. Nick, you know, Nick yes. I'm sorry. I have to stop you. I yeah. saw a porno one time with eight sisters called Octopus. No. <laughs> was that was that what the Norwegian guy was watching? That's the porno that the guy was watching. The Norwegian guy was in it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> was, hey, that's me. Uh, and that's my go hockey. On, go on, go on. Octopus. So this octo push, uh, this sport is played worldwide. It involves two teams trying to push a puck using a stick, of course, across the floor of a swimming pool into the opposing team's goal. The sport has its own world championship, which first took place in 1980, and it was won by Vancouver, British Columbia, in Canada, which would be embarrassing if it didn't. This year's champion goes to Gold Coast, Australia. So congratulations to Gold Coast, Australia, the winner of the 2020 season of the World Championships of Octopush. When they said, what was the experience like? They said, breathless. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Nick, remember Bill Buckner? Remember watching that game? Yes. I think we were at the Aston. And we were watching this. this Bill Buckner was a... um, a player, you'll remember him. He was the Boston first baseman who let who let a basic base hit 
go through his legs by mistake. He made this one error in the World Series. It lost the game for them. And, of course, from that point on, Boston hates New Yorkers. And they also burned Bill Buckner's house to the ground. That's a true story. Yeah. But did you know this about Bill Buckner, the poor bastard whose house got burned down and got thrown out of Boston? You know, he had more base hits than Ted Williams. Wow. I mean, Ted Williams, Babe Ruth and Ted Williams are the gods of baseball. Buckner had more base hits. And they threw this guy out of Boston. <laughs> they said, get out of Boston, you bow-legged bastard. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Try and say That's that funny. ten times. So we've all heard of the great, uh, the popular sport, ferret legging. Ferret legging. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Uh, it's on uh, every weekend, I think. This strange sport comes from Yorkshire, England. Where else would it come from? Where it apparently mm. originated among coal miners, also known as, in case... You know, you don't know what ferret legging is. Also known as put them down and ferret down trousers. Sport is really more of an endurance test as competitors place live ferrets in their pants and trap them there by tying the ankle holes shut. Whoever can keep the ferret in their pants the longest wins. Did the ferret eat before he was placed? I'm I'm not sure. That would be a big one for me. It was the world record is five and a half hours. Some speculate that the sport may have arisen from a time when only the wealthy were allowed to keep animals for hunting, so poachers had to hide their ferrets, so to speak. Mm -hmm. I found some audio from one of the competitions. What it involves, in fact, is taking a live ferret who is fully banged, fully clawed, and fully awake and sober, just like yourself, sealing the bottom of your trousers, pulling them open at the top, sticking the head of the ferret, in your mouth to instigate fight or flight reflex and dropping it down your trousers. Amazingly enough, you have to be sober to participate in this event. And then, of course, you have to see how long you can endure. It's really bad. It sounds like a Monty Python skit. And then we take the fat and stick it down your pants. And then we all hell breaks loose. So they said that you have to be absolutely sober to participate. Yeah, right. And I'm the Pope. I was just going to say, you have to be absolutely hammered to get into that. <laughs> like, it's like, what do you do to upset him? Put your hand in your pocket? Like, <laughs> oh my God. Well, I spoke before about Ted Williams. Yes. And even though I'm still shocked from what Nick just said, Ted Williams was an amazing baseball player. We said that he was like him and Babe Ruth were like the gods of baseball. Mm-hmm. But did you know? He set the student gunnery record as a World War II pilot. The gunneries were given a test. The test checked reflexes, coordination, and visual reactions. Ted Williams' test scores were the highest ever. They stood that way until 2002. Yikes. So cool for Ted Williams. And they believe that he was so good with his reflexes and his eye visual because he probably had a ferret in his pants. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> You're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy, and we're crazy. Throw away your totally useless GPS. It's time for geography. So get lost with Nick and Roy. Yes, people tell us to get lost all the time, so we figured 
let's just uh, introduce a geography topic to use this information with Nick and Roy. Here now, here's the co-host of the show, Roy. Oh, okay. Me? <laughs> There's only one letter that doesn't appear in any U.S. state's name. Oh. So, like, for instance, Arizona has a Z in it. New Jersey has a J in it. Even the X, which is a, a tough letter, Texas and New Mexico both have X's in them. But there's one, there's one letter that does not appear in any state in the United States, and that letter is the letter Q. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. huge. It's not as good as a ferret in the pants, but, you know, <laughs> it is quite interesting. Quite yes. with a Q. That's right. <laughs> Right on cue. <laughs> Sudan has more ancient pyramids than Egypt. More than 250 pyramids were built in Sudan, to the south of Egypt, those of you who are not familiar with geography, uh, during their ancient reign. So that's more than double the 120 larger pyramids constructed in ancient Egypt. So Sudan has more ancient pyramids. Count them. You see, folks... It's not all just funny, crazy stuff. You do actually learn stuff on here. Like, for instance, in Scotland and England, they're sticking ferrets down their pants. But also, Scotland has 421 words for snow. These people are stoned hammered every day of the week, probably. They don't even know what the hell they're doing. They have 421 words. One of them is fiefal. Another one is flinkin' drinkin'. This is actual words that they use for snow. Oh, but you have to know all 421 and you don't know what the hell they're talking about. Unlike Colombians who have one word for snow and that's cocaine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I, I have to go back in time here a bit. So I know we just did sports, but you know what? I remember you talk about Colombia. So I forget what year it was, but in, in one of the years of the World Cup, one of the Colombian soccer players scored on his own goal, and they wound up losing the game and got thrown out. The Colombian, wow. when he went back home, as he got off the plane, they shot him dead. Okay? No. That'll teach him. And so I think the way it went there was not he shoots his scores. He scores, they shoot. <laughs> the oldest continuously inhabited city in the world is Damascus. You may have thought that Jerusalem or Athens was one of the oldest cities in the world, but no, the honor goes to Damascus, Syria, continuously inhabited since at least 11,000 years ago. It was named the Arab capital of culture in 2008. Damascus has more than 125 monuments showcasing its different periods of history since the 3rd century. Today, the city is home to 1.7 million people. Wow, that's very, like, timely, because I can't even get into uh, Walmart without wearing Damascus. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you got to wear the mask, you know? Yes. <laughs> Chicago. We all know it. What is Chicago called, Nick? What's its nickname? The Windy City. The Windy City. Of course, everybody knows that, even Canadians. Well, the name has nothing to do with weather. Did you know that? This is a good one, folks. If anything you get from this show, this is a cool one. It was actually coined by a 19th century journalist that was talking about the residents being windbags and full of hot air. I don't think I should 
I should like this Chicagoans because there's a lot of gang violence there and they may look us up and come and get us and treat us like the Colombian uh, soccer player. <laughs> well, we do have some listeners in Chicago. Can you imagine? Yeah. Can you wow. imagine that though? That it was about the people, not the not the weather. You actually taught me something because you know people think just because you and I do the show that we know a lot of stuff, but there there are lots of times where. You know, because we don't we don't tell each other what the facts we're going to bring to the show, we, we learn stuff, even from each other. So thank you for that. Kentucky has more caves than any other place on Earth. Kentucky's cave system, Mammoth Cave, is nearly 400 miles in length. And that's just what's been explored. So apparently it's even bigger than that. Scientists think there are 200 more miles of unexplored caves making the cave system the largest on Earth. You can visit portions of the caves at Mammoth Cave National Park in Kentucky. Wow. Now that's cool. See? Interesting fact, Nick. Very good. Thank you. I can't even make any fun of that. <laughs> Hold this ferret for a while. I was going to say, bring your ferret with you. <laughs> oh. You know. And now... For something completely useless. In the United States, a pound of potato chips costs 200 times more than a pound of potatoes. A pound of potato chips costs 200 times more than a pound, a of, pound potatoes. of potatoes. Yes. Now that was totally useless. <laughs> You're listening to the totally useless information with Nick and Roy. I find more than more wrong. Uh, have you have you sat on the toilet today? By the way, I'm sitting on it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't asking you; I was asking the audience. But thanks for sharing. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, you were asking. According to a study in 2017 by a British nonprofit, UK active, grown-ups spend an average of three hours and nine minutes on the toilet each week okay three hours and nine minutes on the toilet per week but they only spend one hour and a half being physically active during the same time span so maybe this somewhat useless but most motivating fact is that both of us need to get to the gym but bypass the toilet that's a total nonsense first off i spend more than three hours because i like to read on the toilet mm -hmm. it's kind of like my own little domain because of the of the the air quality, I'm left alone. <laughs> but I don't believe that. I mean, the physical activity. God, they don't know how I go to the bathroom because that in itself is a physical activity. But <laughs> yes. What, uh, if, what if you're reading one of those uh, you know bodybuilder magazines while you're sitting on the toilet? Does that count for exercise? I don't know. Uh, it's kind of weird, Nick. I, I would rather look at Victoria's Secret catalogs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Talk about burning saying, calories. <laughs> yeah, burning calories. Hey, you know, you heard about the Victoria's Secret store that was going out of business? There was a sign on the window: "All bras half off." <laughs> okay, a cow and a bison. We're still on science, aren't we? Yes, a we cow are. and a bison were scientifically bred. The result: beefalo. Now, I know really? this is actually true because my dad's friend had a beefalo farm in upstate New York. It's a mighty large cow, so there's so much more beef to it that the farmers, it was advantageous for them to breed this breed. And the meat was still not tough and so on. So they got a lot more meat. 
But I, I, I wanted to steer steer clear of this one. <laughs> steer clear, <laughs> but I just couldn't. <laughs> if you have a beef with what he just said, send us an email. It's brand new, useless at nickandroy.com. Go on with your utter fact. Moving on. An individual what's blood the, What's the email address, Nick? What's the email address? They didn't hear it. Useless at nickandroy.com. Useless That's at nickandroy.com. It's easy. It's useless yeah, at nickandroy.com. It is. And so if you have a beef, uh, an individual blood cell takes about 60 seconds to make a complete circuit of the body. Because the average heart pumps about 70 milliliters of blood out with each beat, and a healthy heart beats around 70 times a minute, therefore, the individual blood cell will take just 60 seconds to make a complete circuit of the body. Not all science is up front. Some is from behind. <laughs> Samsung, the massive cell phone producer, knows that people like to put phones in their back pocket. So they put together a robot. Yes, a robot with a butt. The robot has an ass. And yes, it wears jeans. <laughs> so it can put the phone in its back pocket and sit down and they can see whether or not the phone will break or it doesn't break. I'll be honest with you. I think it's a waste of time for Samsung. All they had to do was get Kim Kardashian. If she could get a phone in her back pocket and sit down without it breaking... It's a good phone. <laughs> it is. <laughs> now that's what I call 5G. Yeah, you know what they named the robot? Jack. Right. Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, got a second to wait a minute? Why is a minute called a minute? Historically, the word minute comes from the Latin pars minuta prima, meaning first small part. This division of the hour can be further refined with a second small part, or pars minuta secunda in Latin, and this is where the word second comes from. Oh, cool. So what was the first one? So the word minute comes from the Latin pars minuta prima, first minute, meaning the first right. small part. The division of the hour can be further refined with a second small part, pars minuta secunda, then that's where the word second comes from. I saw a Norwegian porno called par minuta secunda. <laughs> Whatever the hell you said. <laughs> this is cool. This is a cool one. Firefighters use a wetting agent to make water wetter. Now, that's a tough one to say. To make water wetter. Hmm. Okay? Yes. The chemical reduces the surface tension of plain water, making it possible for it to spread faster and soak into objects much easier. So firefighters add a chemical, a scientific chemical, to water to make it wetter. Isn't that wow. cool? It is. I saw that in a Norwegian porn film, too. <laughs> <laughs> Let's find out who, who emailed us in, in the complaint department. Useless at nickaroy.com. What's in the mailbag? What's in the mail? I'll tell you what's in the mail. Jody from Melbourne, Australia. Jody's in the mail. Jody and Melbourne, Australia. It's so cool. We're all over the world. We just found out today that we are in Anchorage, Alaska as well. People are listening in Anchorage, Alaska. 
Welcome. So Jody from Melbourne, isn't that cool? Yeah, Jody from Melbourne says, starts off, hello, mate. And she says, just love your show. Learn so much. And sometimes I need a Kleenex because I laugh till I cry. I'm glad she explained why she needed the Kleenex. Go on. Nick and I are used to women crying around us. <laughs> it's like, so you're my date. <laughs> Brings back memories of high school. So, Jody, being that you sent that wonderful letter to us and you're from Melbourne, Australia, this one is for you. Kleenex were not invented for your snazola. They were invented as a thin cotton layer to fit inside a World War One gas mask. Wow. And after the, isn't that cool? After the war, they, they marketed them because they had so many left over. They marketed them as a facial tissue. And of course, history was made. It's not what you thought, was it? <laughs> <laughs> Good day, and we're going to booger on down the road. What's in the mail? And you thought we were out of high school. Well, that's all the time that we have this week. And that's all the time that we have for this week's episode of Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Yeah, I can speak English. I'll let you know when that starts. Uh, we will scour the Internet far and wide for more useless information for you guys next week. Oh, I thought I was talking like Nick. <laughs> We were. <laughs> He's probably going to edit it all out, folks. So, <laughs> so I just wanted you to know what was actually going on behind the scenes. <laughs> in the meantime, folks, in the meantime, tell a friend about the trend, which you've been doing because we're all over the world now, which is awesome, by sharing and subscribing. And that's very helpful to us. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>